0: I'm going to read something to you from the great book, Road, The Road Less Traveled. I don't know how many of you ever heard of it, but it's a phenomenal book. Life is difficult. This is the great truth, one of the greatest truths. It is a great truth because once we truly see this truth, we transcend it. Once we truly know that life is difficult, once we truly understand and accept it, then life is no longer difficult. Because once it is accepted, the fact that life is difficult no longer matters. Most do not fully see this truth that life is difficult. Instead, they moan or more or less incessantly, noisily or subtly about the enormity of their problems, their burdens, their difficulties, as if life were generally easy, as if life should be easy. They voice their belief noisily or subtly that their difficulties represent a unique kind of affliction that should not be and that somehow has been especially visited upon them or their families or their tribe, class, nation, race, or even their species and not upon others. I know about this morning because I have done my share." Life is a series of problems. Do we want to moan about them or solve them? Do we want to teach our children how to solve them? Discipline is a set of basic tools we require to solve life's problems. Without discipline, we can solve nothing. With only some discipline, we can solve only some problems. With total discipline, we can solve all problems. I love this quote. Uh, and it's from the book here, The Road Less Traveled, by Dr. M. Scott Peck. Uh, I highly recommend you read this book. I uh, like the one, like the book I recommend uh, to you guys uh, last week. It is one of my all-time favorites. Um, and that particular uh, start of that book, that life is difficult, and once you accept the life is difficult, it's less difficult, is so true. It's so true. And it, it brings up a point that someone reminded me about a couple of years ago, which is um, the concept of life is either easy, hard, or hard, easy. And depending upon which way you go about doing it, is they're going to depend on what what life you're going to create. So let's take the first scenario. Life is easy, hard. What does that mean? What that means is that you do everything in right now when you're younger to make sure you have the easiest possible life. You know, so you max out your student loans, and uh, you know, you use, so you're only using student loans for everything, and you, and you, that's just. You, you, you spend money on things that you maybe don't want, uh, that you don't really need, but you get, you just buy things you want and you spend a lot of time on Facebook because it's so easy just to spend your time on Facebook. And you really don't focus on mastering your chiropractic. You focus on mastering like just, I want to have a good time, right? Because life, so life is really easy now. And, and I've talked to, Plenty of students are like, oh, yeah, this has been like a breeze. You know, I study a little bit and I do well. And most of the time I'm just kind of partying and hanging out and playing and just, you know, spending my student loan money on clothes and, you know, nice things and whatever. And I'm like, okay, you know, life is, so they feel life is easy now. But the problem is, is that once they graduate, what happens? Life gets hard, right? Because now you're no longer getting free money anymore. Now you don't have the free time to play on Facebook and do whatever you want. All of a sudden life becomes really hard. So, and this is what Dr. Peck was talking about when we talked about discipline, right? Discipline makes life easy. But the problem is it's got to be front loaded. You understand? So that's the opposite thing is when you say, you know, hard easy is different than easy hard. Easy hard means you're not front loading. You're, you're trying to get this. I'm trying to skate my way through life, right? Uh, but the, you only coast one way. Which way is that? Downhill. That's right. And then you come to an abrupt stop at the bottom. So my thought process for you guys is to think things the other way around. Right? So instead of easy hard, you actually make it hard easy. So when you're here, you have a lot of discipline. Right? You discipline yourself in your studies. You discipline yourself like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll look at Facebook, but I'm only going to do 15 minutes a day right i'm not going to spend all my student loan money frivolously on whatever i feel like it because i got this free money right i'm going to be very disciplined with that and i'm not going to spend all the money and matter of fact i'm going to have money at the end left over that i can put as a down payment to to stop the the huge amount of interest that's smashing into me when i'm done so instead of spending all of it i'm gonna have some left over that i'm going to use you know to put it as a down payment towards my student loans i'm not going i'm not going to spend like credit get credit card debt all over the place i'm going to do I'm gonna be really frugal about everything I do. I'm gonna to go to a lot of extra seminars and, and focus on pediatrics or sports or concussions or whatever it is you wanna focus on so that when I get out, I have extra training that my colleagues you know, don't even have. That's hard, right? That's front-loading a lot of discipline, a lot of extra effort, but when it's hard in that earlier time, it's much easier later. Not to say that it's ever easy, right? Because what did he say? Life is difficult. No matter what you do, life is difficult. You can't can't escape that fact. And I thought something interesting he said, too. He said, sometimes we get mad because we feel like life should be easy, right? And we get upset about that. Life should, I should have an easy life. Well, you know what? Nobody's got an easy life. Some people have it easier than others. Some people, unfortunately, have it harder than others. But that's just life. That's just the way it kind of rolls. So what we have to do is we have to learn how to accept this and then... My suggestion to you is if, you, if you've been doing the easy hard life now and you can recognize yourself in that, then turn that around and start having the discipline so that you, have, uh, it, you work harder now to have an easier life later. Like right now, the cool thing about being in practice for this long is even though it's, there's certainly difficulties and it's certainly not easy and we certainly have to keep the ball rolling and constantly you know, keeping on top of things, it's a lot easier now to keep the momentum, right? Because, like, when you're first first trying to push something, it's like, you know, you know, it's hard to push that, get that ball rolling. But once you get the ball rolling, then it's just like doing this. You just keep on doing this. You keep on pushing the ball and pushing the ball and pushing the ball. And remember, it's a ginormous ball. It's not like a little tennis ball thing. It's a ginormous ball. But if you keep on pushing it and pushing it, eventually, now you just you're kind of at a trot, right? So it's not easy. You're still sweating. You still got to keep on the ball rolling, but it's not as hard as getting that ball rolling in the beginning right that's the hard easy part right and but the beautiful thing about the hard easy part is there's a lot more rewards right so here are two rewards I got yesterday just as an example of real-life rewards that I got yesterday so this is one little boy who just started in practice a couple weeks ago this kid is gorgeous he's three years old He's having all kinds of constipation issues and all kinds of like, asthma and allergy issues and stuff like that, so I was super excited to see him. When I first met him, this kid did not want me to touch him. He was so tired of being poked and prodded and pushed by all the doctors and whatever that he's been to that he was like super afraid of getting adjusted. So what did we do with him is we honored the place in him that was afraid and he did not want to lie face down on an adjusting table. Even though he could have, he's three, he absolutely could have, right? But he did not want to. So how did I adjust him? Seated. He wouldn't even lie down. He would not even want to lie down. Even though we have uh, on our um, fluorescent lights, instead of lights, we have like scenes and stuff, uh, like beach scenes and stuff and clouds. So even though there's something to look at, he was still super afraid. He could not lie down. So I said, you want to sit up? Fine. So I pulled over my stool like this. I said, you sit right here. And I have a whole bunch of different benches in my office, and I have one particular bench that Dr. Larry Webster himself made, one of the last benches he made before he passed away. I have that in my office. It's a deer table, like we have in one of the adjusting uh, classrooms in one C-138. And he found that table. He said, I want to sit on the deer. Sure, I don't care. So we went in the deer, he sat on the deer, and I started adjusting him there. And since then, that is where he wants to get adjusted. And now his mom reports he's doing so much better. Right? All the things are doing better. But here's the cool things, are like always rewarded like that. Here's the cool thing, so yesterday I was in the back with a new patient and I came out of the, uh, the report and I went around the corner like this. And as I'm going around the corner, I'm hearing this boy say, where's Dr. Rubin? Where's Dr. Rubin? And his mom uh, must have been saying, oh I don't know, he's probably busy with something like this. Um, and one of the interns said, "You know, he's back with a new patient and I'm coming around the corner like this and I see him right over there and he looks at me, he says, there's Dr. Rubin, right? Like, there you are, there you are. Like, thank God you're here in his little brain, like his three-year-old brain, right? Says, there's Dr. Rubin because he wanted to see me so badly, right? This like the office represents, like, where's Dr. Rubin, right? And to me, that's so beautiful because here's a kid who is scared to the Dickens to see me because before I represented like Dr. Rubin. And now he's like, there's Dr. Rubin, right? That's reward, right? That's the reward you get by doing this. So that's the first you know, little thing. The second thing also happened maybe a couple minutes after this happened. This was great. I just love this stuff. So I have this other child who's uh, on the spectrum uh, and similar to this uh, first boy, he in the beginning did not want to get adjusted, it was very uninterested in being touched whatsoever because he's way, way, way more on the spectrum. Um, but now he loves getting adjusted uh, and He and I have developed a very special relationship and I don't quite know why, maybe because once again, I honored him, I honored his place. So he doesn't even like getting adjusted on a bench. He likes getting adjusted on the floor. He likes getting adjusted, like we have a coloring table. He likes getting adjusted, seated on the coloring table. He likes getting adjusted in the play area. I don't care where he wants to get adjusted. It really doesn't make a difference to me, right? Like I I let the kids rule in my office. Kids are king in my office. And he knows that and he's been coming for quite a while now about six eight months when he first started there was no language now he has some language but the most important thing that we see with this boy is not just does he have a little bit of language but he has he has great communication now he smiles right now he points right now he holds your hand and he and he engages and he looks at you right so there's a whole different level because before that it was just like this he would just play with his little toys and not look you know at you whatsoever so now it's a whole it's a whole different place so uh, I was with another new patient in the back uh, doing a report of findings at this particular moment. And um, the, the, uh, I was filling in some paperwork. And I hear the mom saying, you know, Johnny, Johnny, don't go back there. Johnny, Dr. Rue back there. And he doesn't care. He just wants to see me. Uh, so he comes walking into the room. And I'm sitting there, you know, uh, I was writing something down. And the other patient was across the, you know, the way from me. And he comes over to me and he just like hugs me right and he holds my hands and he goes like this he goes like this right because he wants me to come out and adjust him <laughs> right so he, he takes my hand he's like this i said "Oh, wait with you a moment buddy i had, and now by now the mom has come you know or actually an intern has come in the back and kind of take taking him away so I, we went up to the front uh, with the new patient and i was uh, about to adjust the new patient and i said hi to the mom uh, and uh the mom i said it was really cute you know, the Richie came in, uh, the, the young boy came in the back and he, he spoke to, and want, he wanted you know, me to, to talk with him. And the, the mom was like, he had to see you, right? He had to see you. Like, it was absolutely like when he comes here, that, that's, he, he starts getting excited when we turn a corner, you know, because he knows that we're coming to see you, right? And is there any better reward that you could possibly think of, right? Is there anything remotely better that I can't even think of a thing that I would want to do? than to have a little boy who you know, wants me to be with him so badly that he will come find me wherever I am and want me to pull me out of where I am so I could be with him, right? And, and that's what we're talking about, the discipline. So hard, easy versus easy, hard, right? The discipline, the discipline in this is that we have, to, we have to decide which path we want, right? So if we, if we, want, if we want to take it easy now, then don't be surprised with hard later, because it's just the way it is. But if we work harder now, and we work on our discipline now, right, when we are you know, younger and are and are our neophytes in the chiropractic world, right, then it will get a lot easier later on, but it just depends on, on what you want. But don't be surprised by where you are 10 years from now based upon what, where you're headed right now, right? So if you put the discipline and the time and energy effort in now, then you'll get the rewards later. But if you don't, you know, like my father, God bless him, he never saved any money, right? And after he retired, his biggest complaint was what? I don't have any money. And I remember saying to him, like, I'm reading Think and Grow Rich at this time. This is back in the late 80s and early 90s. I'm like, to myself, like, what did you expect? You didn't save money, so you're not going to have it. It's just that you can't do one without the other. It's just the way it is. That's just how life works, right? right? You, you get what you put in, right? If you don't put much in, you don't get much out, right? And so that goes with so many different things. So I just wanted to kind of share that with you.